and welcome back to the Social Disease Podcast. I'm Bridget. And I'm Jasper. And today we get to talk about season one, but not the entire season, just a little bit of it. Well, that's every episode we usually do anyway. <laughs> I know, but with only there, with only 15 episodes, I figured we could squeeze it all in, but that was my mistake. We are not squeezing it all <laughs> into one episode. Yeah, today we're talking about basically Emma's group of friends, like the, the grade sevens of season one. They're so tiny. Oh my god, like going back after seeing what they look like even now or like even when they graduated in like season seven, it's like, oh my god, babies. They all glowed up relatively okay. Like, I don't know what, I did not have that Emma glow up from seventh grade to yeah. senior year. Honestly, I still think I look the same as in seventh grade. <laughs> oh my gosh, you just had longer hair. I did. The memories. Okay, so basically all the characters overlap like all the time since they're like one big group of friends essentially. So it's a little harder to separate them like we have in the past, but we tried our best. And we're basically going to start with the characters who had fewer plots overall. Like even though they were around all the time, they didn't have much to do for themselves. And those two characters are Liberty and JT. So for Liberty, the few things that she did is she's on like student council with Ashley or whatever. And she writes the announcements, the daily announcements for Ashley to read out. And she's like, I should get to read them because I'm the one doing all the work to get like this important middle school information out to everybody. So she tries and I don't even know, she has like stage fright or something or she just doesn't know how to talk <laughs> in front of a camera. <laughs> so she messes up massively and is super embarrassed. But then Ashley is like, I'm gonna help you out because I feel bad that you humiliated yourself. <laughs> so Ashley gives her some pointers and Liberty succeeds and then Ashley is like, you're never doing this again. <laughs> then the next Liberty plot is actually not a Liberty plot. It's really an Emma plot. So essentially Liberty is getting help from Mr. Armstrong because she has dyscalculia, which is dyslexia, but with numbers. And Emma sees Mr. Armstrong and Liberty alone in the classroom and is like, oh, bad things happening here. So she starts this rumor unintentionally that Liberty and Mr. Armstrong are involved and it gets everywhere. And then apparently Emma didn't know that she had started this rumor <laughs> because she's like, I'm gonna hunt down who did this to you, Liberty. <laughs> it's like, okay, Emma, how did you not know this? <laughs> um, but then it eventually gets back to her and then she apologizes and finds out the truth and all is well. And that's basically it for Liberty. For JT, a lot of his stuff is also with Toby. We're also going to include those kind of things because Toby's plots are either with JT or are like family type of plots. So JT, kind of his first episode is he stays home from the dance to watch porn with Toby <laughs> when Toby's <laughs> parents aren't home. So it's like, uh, okay, I don't do that with my friends, but go off. <laughs> Not relatable to you? <laughs> no. <laughs> the next thing for JT is that Liberty has a crush on him. 
and he does not want Liberty's advances whatsoever. So he, upon finding out that Ashley's dad is gay, he's like, hmm, I could pretend to be gay so that Liberty will get off my back. And then in a classic case of middle school microaggressions and homophobia, but also creating an iconic Degrassi moment, he says, hey, Liberty girlfriend, and puts his arm around Toby very affectionately <laughs> until Mr. Simpson finds out. But then Liberty is like, JT, you have to come out of the closet and help other closeted gay guys. But then he's like, um, I'm not gay. And that's kind of it. The next plot is JT and Toby are trying to do a Pringles contest to win a million dollars. Sorry. <laughs> Just, wow. That did not, that did... <laughs> okay, keep going. So then um, Spinner finds out. So he's like, I want in because I am bigger than you. And then Liberty also gets involved because she has a secret Pringles can herself. But it turns out after losing the Pringles can that he already had, JT had the same Pringles can as Liberty. So they will not make a million dollars. So sad. <laughs> what a plot twist at the end of that one. I mean, maybe if he had a million dollars, he wouldn't have been stabbed. <laughs> okay <laughs> so then at the end of the season like it's the end of the school year and there's a party at Toby and Ashley's house and JT decides to bring ecstasy <laughs> but then Sean is also there and is like um no <laughs> so he takes it away and pretends to give them like an aspirin pill and tells them that it's, that it's ecstasy and then they like fake trip and yeah that's kind of it <laughs> okay <laughs> so what do you want to start with Bridget all right let's start with I feel like we can start with Liberty okay because she's she is like a little bit less than JT and a lot of her stuff's kind of connected to JT anyway yeah so student council very fitting for her not shocked that she wants to be on student council so cringy watching her do the announcements poor girl oh god when she's like messing with her face i'm like oh no it was really funny but i did like her and ashley's little dynamic there yeah like i've never actually noticed that in my previous rewatches that like ashley and liberty have kind of like a frenemy type of deal where like Ashley is like, you're a child, but also you're useful to me. Like, cause when Ashley is high on ecstasy and Liberty pops in to the party, Ashley is like, oh my God, Liberty dance with me. I was like, oh my God, that's actually so cute. They like, like each other. <laughs> yeah, there's so many crossovers between characters that I never really thought much about. Like them and then Emma and Paige have a pretty decent amount too for like a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, I like it though. I'm kind of a fan of the Ashley Liberty dynamic for the student council, definitely. I feel like Liberty still needs to grow up a tiny bit. <laughs> she needs to stop wearing the overalls. She's such a, she's just a little seventh grader. <laughs> but oh my God, um, I think it was the cheerleading episode and like Emma like goes to Liberty for whatever reason and Liberty has these red boots on. And then Emma's like, what are those? And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> the original what are those the original i was like what we have to make a gif of it so 
the announcements plot was pretty cute. It was good of her to stand up for herself and like learn how to do things. Classic middle school plot. <laughs> All right, let's talk about that rumor though. Yeah, like what the fuck, Emma? <laughs> I think what you said was true. The fact that she didn't know that she started the rumor, yikes. You're the one who was talking about it to everyone. Like, what do you expect? I have no idea. But also, I can't even imagine how embarrassed Liberty was. Uh-huh. Oh, that's so tough. I'm like, okay. I could understand Emma kind of seeing things that aren't there because of her whole, like, catfishing thing where she was abused by, like, an older man. So I could understand kind of with those goggles being like, ooh, Liberty is also getting abused by this older man. But why didn't you tell a teacher? <laughs> like, sis, come on. I mean, honestly, if you think back to being in middle school and you, like, make up that stuff in your head, are you really going to tell anyone? I feel like it makes sense that she just, like, accidentally spread this ridiculous rumor. And then Liberty the whole time just had dyscalculia. Calculia. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Dyscalcul... <laughs> I can't say it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Forget it. Okay. <laughs> But the whole time she had a, a learning disability and that's also embarrassing because she was trying not not embarrassing to have one but she felt it was embarrassing and now she had to share it because it was either that or that a teacher was doing things to her yeah. like I just felt so bad like Emma shut your mouth for once <laughs> it was there was no winning that scenario it was tough yeah, I did like the learning disability aspect because it was kind of cute to show that someone with a learning disability could be smart because I feel like that's not usually how it's portrayed. Yeah, that's definitely true because, I mean, the whole time Liberty comes off as somebody who she's on the newspaper, she's doing announcements, like she's super smart. And then she's like, no, I'm getting extra help and I don't want people to think I'm dumb. And I'm like, oh. Mm -hmm. Liberty you're not dumb you're really annoying but you're not dumb <laughs> oh my god let's talk about that because honestly <laughs> Liberty is so fucking annoying <laughs> I told you when we were ranking the people I was like Liberty really annoys me but I don't remember her being this annoying maybe it's like she's not annoying in past season one I don't remember but like I do not associate Liberty with being annoying but I was so annoyed by her but she does it so well. Like, that's her character. She's annoying. She doesn't know, like, the social cues of, like, she's trying to be a mature seventh grader, but also has this big crush on JT, who's like, haha, farts, like, all the time. <laughs> yeah, I just could not. It was like, oh, Liberty. Like, it's a classic know-it-all middle schooler, but, like, I couldn't handle it. <laughs> It was like Liberty stop. Hopefully she gets better in the next season because it was kind of tough. Oh my god, I, I am thinking of a specific episode in season two with Liberty that is that I hate. So maybe <laughs> she doesn't get better. I told you she was annoying, but she does it well. She owns it. And everybody thinks she's annoying, which okay, that I kind of want to talk about because she's like not in the front group. Do you include her? 
I do, but she's definitely on the periphery. Okay, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Because, like, I don't even know if Emma and Manny really even like her that much. Like, it's like, it's like the relationship you have with the people who just share the same classes with you. Like, you see each other all the time, so, like, you know each other. You don't hate each other because there's no reason to hate each other. But, like, you're just not close friends. Okay, so then who would you consider her friends? Still then, though? Who else? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay, so they really just, like, gave her, like, the just a base of nothing. And were like, all right, you're smart and annoying. Go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she does run the newspaper, though, which is pretty impressive. Oh, yeah, she ends up being super smart and successful and everything because that's who she is. She just starts off pretty annoying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm excited for her to grow up, though. Me We're like, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> but how, how'd you feel about the Liberty having a crush on JT? I think it makes sense. For a while, I was like, it didn't make sense to me. But I think it does because... Liberty is so, I don't want to say uptight, but she's very like on top of her stuff. She knows what she wants. Like she's very intelligent and JT is just a big doofus. And I feel like she wants something that's fun and that's him. He's like the definition of fun. He's also just like a cutie patootie little seventh grader. (laughs) It's so cute. I also love the music that they played in the background every time she would like look at him (laughs) oh my god it was too much it was so cute like her her um romantic haiku that she wrote for for him which honestly I thought it was kind of unrealistic when she went over a syllable in the haiku because she's smarter than that (laughs) she was she was in love she couldn't count I do I did write this down that I wish that they built up the crush a little bit more. I feel like it just was like an episode and they're like, Liberty has a crush on JT. I'm like, oh, like, I I don't know. What did you think about that? I guess that's kind of true. Like they're kind of like we just talked about, they're like low key friends, but not like friends, friends. But yeah, especially since she went so hard with her crush right away. Yeah, it was a little much, especially when she took the fall for him with, like, the paper airplane mm-hmm. and was like, you've gotten in trouble enough. And it's like, yeah, because he deserved it. Like, what? <laughs> oh, funny. But JT pretending to be gay, like, I don't want to support it, but it's hysterical. So, like. <laughs> okay, I wanted to know what your opinion on it was before I, like, said anything. No, no, like. Of course, it, it's not <laughs> what you should do. <laughs> you should just be upfront about it. But like the comedic value of JT doing that was just perfect. <laughs> it was, it just made you understand who JT was as, <laughs> as a person. Yes. Oh man, that was, it was really funny. I thought it was good. But I also wrote down that that was like the first behind the staircase Degrassi scene I think oh yeah it was when JT finally was like I'm gay and Liberty was like I don't have a crush on you and then like turned around and cried (laughs) uh though when when Liberty was telling JT 
can you come out in the newspaper to help other people? It kind of seemed like she was in on the joke. That's what I was wondering too, was Liberty actually believing he was gay and like was like, hey, you should come out? Or was she trying to be like, I know you're lying, so you should come out and see what happens. Honestly, I think it was a case of bad acting (laughs) because the actors are literally 12 year olds. I think what it was supposed to be is that Liberty believed him and was like trying to be helpful but the actress being a 12 year old at the time was like oh my god this is so funny i can't not like act like i know that i'm in on the joke you know (laughs) that would actually make sense i think that's what ended up happening the only comment i have is that i wish that they made the moral of the story is like pretending to be gay is not a way to get out of things but it really just was like tell the truth I don't know (laughs) like I really was unsure what to walk away with but I know it wasn't like don't be offensive well it seemed pretty clear that JT should not have been doing that so okay good I'm glad because it was not it was not okay I also love the scene where JT just did not understand why men would like men he's like they're gross they're stinky why would men want to like other men honestly I wish I couldn't like men because of those reasons but sometimes you can't help it JT nope cannot uh right there with you and like Uh, even with with the homophobia aspect like that that's exactly what people would do in 2001 you know oh yeah it's for sure fitting for the time period and it's like he's he's a dumb seventh grader yeah like it's not an excuse but it's also He's young. He'll he'll know that he would never do it later in life, you know, hopefully. (laughs) I mean, he doesn't have a later in life to live. (laughs) Oh my god, enough. Leave JT alone before we get there. (laughs) Okay, how do you feel about the porn plot? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like this could have been relatable for Boy, like I know that you said you didn't do this with your friends, but I also remember in seventh grade, like a like boy or two talking about porn and me being like, I don't know what that is. And they were like, Yeah, I watch it all the time, know what it is. So I feel like it makes some sense, I guess. I don't I, know. I, mean, I personally wish I never saw it. <laughs> Cause it's like, I don't know what to do now that I was like the u the urls to log in it was it was like triple x x x i was like jt come down and triple x dot org <laughs> yeah something like that <laughs> i don't know that was a very seventh grade plot they usually give the weird sex ones like jt's like obsessed with sex and it's weird because he doesn't there's no way he's even close to hitting puberty yet yeah <laughs> It's a weird thing to make, like, a kid that young, like, so into wanting to know those things. Well, because he, like, hits on every single girl. It's so obnoxious. But I love him. But I also thought it was super weird how when the parents caught them, they showed porn to JT and Toby. Yeah, didn't love that. I was like, why would you do that with your child? Even like, you're just trying to embarrass them. That does not sound like a good parenting tactic. 
it's embarrassing or it's just straight up weird yeah <laughs> definitely not okay in my book could you imagine if no 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 <laughs> yeah. Degrassi I would say this one was a miss <laughs> <laughs> but you're right like there's always like a weird sex type of plot with the boys all the time like you have this like JT has a wet dream in a couple seasons. Wesley had his wet dreams. <laughs> penis pump. Penis pump too. Oh my god. Never forget penis pump. We'll get there. <laughs> oh my god. JT is just too much for me. Like he's he's very endearing and like he's cute. But like it gets old pretty fast. <laughs> I feel like he's the only character who could pull off these weird things, though. You're right. But, like, why? I don't know. And he doesn't grow up very well, either. He kind of just stays immature until he leaves the show. I don't think that's necessarily true. Well, I feel like he starts to get it together and then he dies. So, I don't know. <laughs> All right, I don't want to keep talking about his death. That makes me sad. Yeah. But... He, J, JT does grow up a bit, I think, but he, he still always has that kind of silly aspect to him. Yeah, he's like the OG class clown that's also like not Spinner. I wouldn't say Spinner's a class clown. He's just a dumbass. <laughs> I think he tries, but like is mean and annoying also. Yeah. JT is not. He's just funny. Yeah. Okay. Pringles? What's there to talk about with that plot? It was just stupid. It was just yeah. JT is funny. That was the plot. They were like, he doesn't know the difference between a spade and a what? Ace or something? What was it? Club. Club, yeah. That was it. The whole thing. He's like, doo -doo. if I knew the difference, then we wouldn't be here. Yeah, it was, it was stupid. His locker's dirty. I don't know. <laughs> but what about the ecstasy stuff? Like, Oh, there we go. That's the good conversation because I love that they got Advil or aspirin or something instead. Yeah, like watching them pretend to trip was hysterical, but it just felt weird to me. Like JT does not seem like the type to like seek out drugs. Yeah, it would have made sense if Sean brought it. No, it wouldn't have because Sean is trying to like better himself. Yeah, but I, I mean, like, he definitely is trying to better himself, but there's also, like, that little aspect of him going through, like, am I good? Am I not good? So, like, who knows? But JT getting ecstasy from his cousin, knowing what it is in seventh grade, be, like, and then being like, let's cut it in half and, like, both take it. Like, what are you thinking? Don't do that. I don't even know. <laughs> it was a bit of a stretch, I would say. Because JT doesn't really do drugs at all. I mean, I guess with the whole Liberty pregnancy thing, he does get involved with dealing drugs, but that was kind of out of desperation. But like, it, it just doesn't fit with JT's character, I feel, to like want to do drugs. So it just kind of felt like a plot convenience so that it could get into Ashley's hands. Okay, I can see that making sense. Cause I feel like even if like Paige showed up with it or something, yeah, that would make sense too. But JT being like, hey, Toby, let's get high. 
because I don't know. You like, just wanted to. Smoke some weed, man. You don't need to do ecstasy. <laughs> yeah, like what? Yikes. Yeah, no, nah, it was a stretch. I agree that it was a weird way to get Ashley and Sean, I guess, together, which still was weird to me. Don't know what the point of that was. Yeah, I think we'll talk about that later, but it, okay. it was just a weird situation about how this middle school party has a hard drug at it, you know? Kind of jealous. Wish I was there. <laughs> no, also, like, do people actually call ecstasy E? I don't know. I don't hang out with people who carry around ecstasy, honestly. True. But like when Ashley is like A, B, C, D, E, and then Jimmy immediately knows that she took ecstasy, like I would be like, what are you talking about? I'd be like, are you high? (laughs) But like not on ecstasy. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think it's that common, but maybe back in like the early 2000s, it was very common. No idea. I was five at the time. In Canada? We will look it up. Is there an was there an ecstasy epidemic in <laughs> in Canada in the early two thousands? Oh my god! If you know, tweet at us. <laughs> okay, last thing for JT is I just want to know what you think about JT and Toby's friendship. At first, I thought it was something where JT was friends with Toby because he, like, felt bad for him. But then I realized they both genuinely like each other because they're really annoying. Their first scene together is, like, they do the camp chant together (laughs) because they went to summer camp. Mm -hmm. So, like, they were friends from day one, like, true friends. Oh, I like them. I think that they're, like, it's good to have kind of, like, a reflection of... Like, Emma and Manny are best friends, and JT and Toby are best friends. And I like that as a group, they're all friends in that way. I don't really know how many, if, like, Emma and Manny actually really like Toby that much. I'm still trying to figure it out. But they definitely like JT, so. Yeah. (laughs) What do you think of it? I like their friendship. It's super cute. But in season one, it does feel kind of surface level. Although, also, I guess surface level friends wouldn't watch porn together so I don't know (laughs) yeah they seem like childhood friends to me you're right I feel like they didn't build too much on their friendship but they do remain friends for their entire time at Degrassi together which I'm I like that yes there's there's some bumps which we will talk about eventually but they are a pretty solid friendship okay so now let's move on to to Toby now Toby is kind of like the main male character of the season, strangely enough. Like you got Emma is the main character. Ashley is kind of a secondary main character. And then Toby is kind of on that same level as Ashley. So Toby, he kind of has two kind of plot threads throughout the season. The first is family things. And the second is having a crush on Emma. So the very first thing that Toby does is he gets into a war with Ashley with the school election because they are new step-siblings. I don't think the parents are married at this point, but, like, they're living together. So Toby is like, I hate this bitch who's living in my house. Or, like, I had to move into her house or whatever. I forget. So he tries to take her down through the school election because he is an asshole. 
and Ashley ends up proving him wrong that she is a good person and they make up. Then the next thing is that it is parents day at Degrassi and Toby knows that his birth parents always fight all the time whenever they're together. So he tries to convince them that parents day isn't happening, but then his dad sees right through his forged signature. <laughs> at parents day, his parents fight because like Toby missed a few assignments or whatever, and they're blaming each other for what's going on. And then Toby kind of stands up for himself and being like, I can't deal with you guys when you're like this. I, uh, I didn't do my own homework. That's my own fault. And it was kind of cute actually. So his parents kind of make up and Toby is proud of himself. And that's kind of it for his family things. And then the rest of the season is essentially Toby having a crush on Emma and he's doing whatever he can to make her like him. So the first thing that he does is there's a school assignment to like do a project on the environment or like an animal or something. So he's like, Emma, let's do the same animal and let's watch a movie about it at my place. But instead, Emma hangs out with Sean and Toby is mad about it. And then the next thing is Emma wants to do an interpretive dance for the talent show. So he volunteers to be the hunter for like their leopard or like, I don't know, wild cat interpretive dance. But then Manny breaks her or twists her ankle or something like that. So Toby has to be the panther. And he has to wear leotard and such. And he like dances with Emma. But Sean stands up for both of them when they get laughed at. <laughs> and Emma cares more about that than Toby wearing a leotard. Boo-hoo, Toby. And then kind of the last thing with Toby and Emma is that he invites Sean over to the ecstasy party in the hopes that Emma will also come. But then when Emma comes, she's mad that Sean is there. So it's kind of a whole mess, but then it ends with Emma hugging Toby outside the house for whatever reason, because Emma's sad and needs a friend. I don't know. And that's kind of how the season ends. Yay. Okay. So I don't love Toby and Ashley. I feel like Toby takes it way too far as the annoying stepbrother or whatever he is to her. Mm -hmm. Like with the election and him being like, we should make JT run against Ashley. Like, what was the point? Ashley didn't do anything to him. I really did not understand what was going on. Yeah, like, he was just annoyed at her existence, I guess. Like, maybe he's kind of mad about his parents divorcing in the first place, and he's, like, mad that his, is it his dad is moving on? So, I and he projected that onto Ashley, I don't know. But it, it was very weird. He was so immature about the whole situation. Yeah, it was too much. I didn't like it, which kind of left me like, I don't really know how much I'm going to like Toby, but he's all right. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't really do anything for me, honestly. Yeah. It is interesting. Like I said, he is kind of the male main character of the season. I don't think they give him enough air time or like good lines. I don't know. There's something that's like missing from him as a character for me. Yeah, like he's kind of nerdy, but he's not the best at school. He's like not that great of a friend. 
Like, I don't know. I appreciate his existence. Like, he does add something to the show, but, like, he's very mid-tier, as I think he was in our ranking video. <laughs> yeah, and we're not starting off too strong for him either, so I get that. Yeah, like, with the whole Ashley thing, like, I do like their sibling dynamic. It does work well, and it does grow throughout the season, how he hates her at the beginning, and then when she's crying over losing all her friends after taking ecstasy, he does comfort her. So it is kind of cute to see that kind of growth in their relationship to actually being, like, good siblings to each other. But I don't know. Toby, I don't know. <laughs> you know what it is? I think the thing is, is that they picked... Ashley and Toby and they are weird people to put together I don't know if you if you agree with this but I feel like if they had picked I don't know they both have like weird personalities to me so I think if they had picked like Emma and Toby as like siblings I think it would have been more entertaining or something like something I just feel like Ashley and Toby both being together in this plot wasn't as great as it could have been if they picked a like any two other characters well they both have very big personalities so I guess that was the point to like have it be as dramatic as possible with a stupid school election I mean all of Degrassi's school elections are way too dramatic but I guess it's because I don't love Ashley either so it makes it hard for me to be like this matters right so you're just not invested in the plot because you don't care about anyone involved Okay, yeah. Sorry. I didn't I was looking to see if there was some other reason, but I think that's just what it what it comes down to. Yeah. I will say I like Toby's with the divorced parents thing for like Parents Day. I thought that was pretty cute because you could really only do something like that plot with a middle schooler. Like if you can't really do it with a high schooler, like and have them be like that upset, you know. Well, I guess yeah. Claire kind of was with her divorced parents, but Claire's Claire. Claire is Claire. Claire's like Toby. No, I don't want to say that. That's mean. But <laughs> yeah, I liked what they did with this. It made it super realistic to me. I felt like that was all something that somebody who has divorced parents could go through. I mean, yeah. I don't have divorced parents, so I cannot speak to it, but from like an outsider point of view, it was kind of nice to see like what goes on and like Toby having to stand up for himself and be like, hey, this is literally all my fault. Like chill out. It's not between you two and Simpson just awkwardly having to live through that. Yeah, like I could not handle being Simpson in that scenario where his parents are like yelling at each other. I was like, I'm gonna leave. No, and as a teacher, it hasn't happened to me, but I have heard it does happen. So <laughs> Simpson really should have known that was, could have happened. But yeah, I did like how it was like a more general divorce plot than Claire's because Claire's was kind of driven by her religion or like her angst over the divorce was driven by her religion. And then the fact that like her dad cheated on her mom. Whereas with Toby, it just kind of seemed like the parents hate each other. <laughs> and I think what I also liked about this is we got both perspectives. We got Ashley's perspective and like her parents in the divorce. And we also got his parents in the, their divorce. Yeah, that's true. Toby's parents were so much worse. 
oh my god they're awful poor honestly poor toby i felt bad that his parents were like did not like each other at all and did you see the similarity between for parents night when toby's mom showed up late and the dad was so passive aggressive and then it reminded me of claire when claire's was it her dad who showed up late with flowers and the mom was so passive aggressive oh you're right it was the same exact thing it was the same. It was so crazy. I was like, wow, I feel like I'm just watching a reflection of this plot. Yeah, you're right. Wow. And both Toby and Claire kind of grow up from like the situation. Like we don't really hear from Toby's family after this episode, I don't think. Whereas with Claire, it's like a thing. Like she starts dating her stepbrother because of this. But um... Ew, could you imagine <laughs> Ashley and Toby? Stop. That would be disgusting. <laughs> Ooh, good thing they didn't pull that and says plot out too soon. But yeah, it was good to see Toby like taking responsibility for himself and like standing up for himself. It was good. Like he was like he started off immature, but that was grow growing up a bit. So good to see. Yeah, definitely. The crush on Emma though, I I could one hundred percent see Toby being in love with Emma for years and years because that is a classic middle school crush. Like it's basically the only female friend you have and you project all your feelings onto her. <laughs> but like he was trying way too hard. <laughs> it wasn't gonna happen. And he knew that, he knew she liked Sean. He knew Sean liked her, like, I get that he was trying to use Sean in some ways to get closer to Emma and I didn't love his hissy fit when Emma ditched him for the movie. Mm -hmm. That kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Like I understand that it is kind of shitty to bail on something and like, but they don't have cell phones. So I feel like it, bailing was kind of different back then. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it was just like, if you bailed, people weren't as mad. But he was really pissed and he like projected it and was like having a hissy fit at school. Mm -hmm. I didn't like it. Yeah. Like besides that instance though, I did like how he was always committed to being a good friend. Even though there were ulterior motives, he was like trying to be a good friend most of the time. And even with that, even with having ulterior motives, he never felt entitled to Emma's feelings. Like he was never like, oh, I did this nice thing for you, so you must like me. Like he was basically just trying to do his best to make her like him and not being like, oh, you have to like me because I did this for you. I did like that because that's not how boys work a lot of the time. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say Toby's kind of like the definition of like a nice guy but without the why won't you like me I'm a nice guy aspect <laughs> yeah for sure Toby so cute yeah I, I it did make sense though about like how he continued to like her even while she was dating Sean yeah she was his first big crush he definitely loved her a little bit I could see it mm-hmm I do kind of wish they explored it a bit more. Not that I wish that they got together because that would not have worked <laughs> at all. But like Emma knows that Toby has a crush on her and she does nothing to shut it down. So I would have liked to see like the crush be explored from the aspect of like 
we're never going to be together, but I value you as a friend, you know? Yeah, I guess it was kind of different than the JT Liberty thing because JT and Liberty weren't really good friends. So Liberty was like, just tell me you don't like me so I can move on. Whereas like if Emma told Toby that she didn't like him, I feel like there was a lot more to lose. So I kind of get why it never really came up. And Toby never really told her to her face. It was mostly just Manny being like, Toby's got a major crush on you. And she's like, what? And then just keeps going on with her life. No, Emma completely knew. She was like, Toby has a crush on me, but I'm just not going to do anything about it. (laughs) Well, I don't know. I fear confrontation. So I'm with you, Emma. (laughs) But like, Emma's mature and Toby is getting mature. So I feel like they could have handled it and still been friends. I don't know. I guess I'll have to see, do the feelings carry over into next season? I, I don't think so, because they give Toby a girlfriend, Kendra. Oh, right. Okay, so. I'm pretty sure they just kind of push his feelings aside to just give him a girlfriend. Okay. So that was kind of disappointing. I can see why you would have wanted them to explore more, though. Because especially Emma hugs Toby at the end of the season when she said about Sean, and then Toby hugs her back. And I, I don't think that was saying, that was implying that like Emma's going to get with Toby, but like, I don't know. I feel like it could have given Toby the wrong idea, you know? Yeah, but I feel like this whole time he knew she didn't like him. That's true. That's where I don't think she was leading him on because even though everyone was like, he has a major crush on you, he knew she didn't like him. Yeah. So So it was just like Toby, again, being a good friend to Emma and hugging her in her time of need. Yeah. I think that he, I think towards the end, if he gets a new girlfriend in the next season, I mean, I know he invited Sean over because he was hoping about Emma, but at that point, I think that was kind of the end. Okay, I guess that makes sense. Thank you. (laughs) Okay, do you have anything else for Toby? No, I don't. Okay, so now we're going to go into Emma. So Emma basically also includes Manny and Sean with her. So yeah, let's just get started with Emma then because she has a lot of things. I mean, a, a lot of things given the context of a 15 episode season. It's not Claire number of things, <laughs> to, be, <laughs> to be honest. Okay, so the whole Degrassi, the next generation starts off with a bang where Emma gets catfished by this like 30 year old man who has been hacking her email and like c- playing with her emotions to convince her to meet up with him. And then when she goes to meet him and doesn't tell anybody, Manny finds out that she's missing. So she hacks into Emma's email and finds out where she is. And then they get Emma's mom, who is at the reunion at the time with Mr. Simpson, and they save her. And basically, this is never brought up again. So let's move on to literally everything else. <laughs> where <laughs> It's the beginning of the school year, and Emma and Manny are new middle schoolers, and they are being bullied by Spinner, who's just teasing them for being in seventh grade. And they get the bullying to stop by Manny pretending to cry and making Spinner feel bad that he like threw a spitball in her hair. 
So, so very powerful on Manny's part. A true actress from day one. Yep. <laughs> so then the next for Emma is that she wants to go to the school dance, but like Manny can't go for a reason that I'm forgetting why. But Sean, who has been away for, I guess, the first week of school or whatever, he comes back and he is also at the dance. And Jimmy is teasing him about the fact that he is in seventh grade again because he was held back a year. And as Sean threatens to beat him up, Emma comes up and is like, hey, can we dance? Which was an awful moment to do so. (laughs) I thought she was trying to distract him from getting caught. I didn't see it like that, but maybe I watched wrong. (laughs) But anyway, yeah, so they dance and that's kind of it for that point. And then the next episode is they have like, with their school announcements, there's this I don't know, newscast that they have to watch because this news organization like paid for the new computers for the school. And Emma does not like how there are political ads in her schooling. So she writes an opinion piece and publishes it in the school newspaper. And at Parents' Day, where Sean and his older brother are, Sean's brother shits on her article and Emma defends herself because she wrote an article like it was about like squeegee kids. I don't even know what that means, but it's, I guess, poor kids who are trying to make some money however they can. And Sean's brother kind of tells her off that like Sean doesn't have a computer at home, so they kind of need these ads to let Sean have the same like accessibility that Emma has with a computer at home. So Sean and Emma kind of bond over the fact that Sean's brother yelled at her (laughs) and they get one friendship point towards them getting together soon. Then after that is Emma gets her first period in school and she is a super badass about it in front of the whole class when JT is like, oh, did Emma pee her pants? And Sean is very impressed by Emma's badassery and signs her period petition to get tampons in the bathroom. Again, another friendship point for Sean. Next is the rumor about that Emma starts about Liberty Mr. Armstrong, but we already talked about that. So after that is... Sean asks Emma to hang out, and Emma is at first unsure if it's a date or not, but then after some dodgeball angst, they agree to go on a date, and Emma's mom is super cringy, as you would expect any middle school mom to be. Then they go on a date, and it's a full disaster. Uh, What happens? Emma loses her wallet. She gets, like, food on her chin. Oh, a bird poops on her, too. (laughs) She's a poor girl. Yeah, so Sean takes it all in stride and it's a super cute first date. And I think they like are official after this. I don't think they ever officially say that they're like together, but they're a super cute middle school relationship. So what else do you want? (laughs) So then uh, taking a break from Sean and Emma for a minute is that Manny wants to join the cheerleading team with Paige. But Emma is like, cheerleading is sexist. 
So after some back and forth between Emma and Manny, Emma writes an, another opinion piece and Paige, Hazel, and Manny rip the page out of the newspaper and they get in trouble. And then when Paige throws Hazel under the bus for doing this, Manny realizes that Paige is trash and it kind of justifies Emma being an asshole about the whole situation. And Emma and Manny make up. Next is the interpretive dance that we talked about with Toby. The main important thing here is that Sean stood up for Emma and she did not care that Toby helped her out. So then the next episode is for Sean where it's towards the end of the school year and Sean is stressed about his like computer exam with Mr. Simpson. Um, he gets Emma to help him out and Sean's brother says that Emma is being a good influence on him, which is super cute, but then he does not finish his exam. So he gets very angsty. He gets mad at everybody. And when Jimmy teases him about failing again, he uh, fights Jimmy after school where he ends up accidentally pushing Emma to the ground and they break up. So then the season ends with Sean trying to make up with Emma by going to Toby's house for the ecstasy party where Emma does not know that Sean is going to be there and Sean tries to apologize. But when she doesn't, he ends up making up with a high Ashley in her bedroom. And yeah, that's kind of how the season ends. Sean and Emma are broken up. Emma is heartbroken and Sean made out with Ashley. Wow, that was long. Okay, <laughs> let's talk about some catfishing. Uh, I don't want to, but we have no, to. No, neither this one. Just Emma. It was so, scary. <laughs> it was really scary. Oh my god. Like when the pedophile starts like setting up the video camera, I was like, I don't want to see this, please. No, it was too intense for the first few episodes. It was a lot. It really was. It was... I, I don't like watching that episode at all. <laughs> I also think it's so true that it has no impact on anything further because like for example I didn't even rewatch those episodes the first two I just wa watched from the third nothing literally like you never would have expected this to happen it's kind of like how I thought I forgot Zoe was famous in like the later episodes because they just like never talk about it <laughs> and I'm like what the only part where I could think that it's relevant is with the Liberty Mr. Armstrong thing. But even then they don't explicitly say so. And it's not really an important detail that Emma is making this rumor. Honestly, wouldn't have even made that connection if you didn't even say it. Yeah. So you're exactly right that it has no impact. It's basically like, I know people say that Degrassi does like PSAs a lot of the time. And I disagree with that for most things, but this is exactly a public service announcement that's all it is it's just a public service announcement I also think they wanted to start off strong with like a little bit of a shock factor here yeah like, we're Degrassi and we're back and we are gonna scare the crap out of you and your kids <laughs> <laughs> I mean honestly I would not want to meet anybody <laughs> off the internet after seeing that episode it worked it worked <laughs> but yeah it was Super PSA has no impact. It's an important episode, I guess. Just 
like you said, they had to start strong. But besides that, like, it's not really relevant at all. No. All right, on to the next. So let's go on to activist Emma. Pretty much a huge part of Emma's character her whole time on the show is that she is an activist in like one way or another. And she does that a couple different times in this season. The first is where she hates political ads in her schooling. I love that she's an activist. I think that it is so important to have a character like that in a TV show because I feel like I personally never thought so much out of the box like that. And she does. And it kind of like inspires me a little bit watching. I'm like, these are things I should care about. And she cares about them and she's like 11. (laughs) But like, who cares about ads in school? Well, that, that was a little bit of a stretch. But it came around a time where like Nickelodeon was doing their weird like kids news and it was an interesting concept. I think they also wanted to show that you can be an activist and like want certain things, but then there's also always going to be the other side, which was Sean in this case. Like Mm -hmm. Sean was benefiting from the computers and she didn't think of that. Right. It definitely makes sense with Sean, uh, with Emma being a literal 12 year old and not knowing anything about the, how the world works. I did like how Sean's brother schooled her about how she was being a privileged asshole, but also he could have been a bit nicer about it because she is also 12 years old. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of people who don't treat Emma kindly and like kind of treat her like an adult, even when she is definitely not an adult. So like, like you said, I do appreciate her activism because it is cute to see her be opinionated, but it could also get kind of insufferable, like we talked about with um, the Mr. Armstrong thing. Yeah, she's always trying to do something. I kind of want her to just like chillax for like a minute. Yeah, <laughs> and she never does. No, not for one minute. The entire rest of her career on Degrassi, she does not chill. I will say, probably my favorite activism plot for Emma is her period plot. Yeah, that one was, I would never have done that. So good for her. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I think where, where she tells off JT and is like, I just had my first period happens to, I don't know, about 50% of the population. That is probably my favorite Emma moment of all time. She just owned his ass. Yeah. And like, I think JT like drops his pencil and everyone opens their mouth. I was like, oh my God. It was iconic. And if it came from anyone else, it wouldn't have been the same. It's also very grounded in reality. Like, I feel like, I know you hate the wet dream plots, but like, it's very grounded in reality and how puberty actually works. And I feel like people don't, like TV shows in particular don't really discuss periods unless they're like making a joke about it. Oh yeah, and they definitely happen like when you're not expecting it at all. And it's funny because watching the episode with her crying in front of the TV and her snapping at everyone, I was like, oh, she's getting her period. <laughs> I was like, I know, I knew it was coming. It did, it did seem pretty on the nose though. Like I don't, like of course I don't have a vagina, so I don't know how periods work but do you really get that like emotional every month I don't know 
I mean, it's funny because you do, but you don't realize why it's happening until after. <laughs> really? You're like, oh, that's why I cried about this for 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Ugh. But yeah, probably my favorite Emma moment. We'll we'll definitely get more into her activism moving forward because it's part of her character all the time. So yeah, I appreciate her being outspoken, but maybe she should shut her mouth sometimes. <laughs> you tell her. Because like even in this season, her whole activism with the cheerleading was absurd. Yeah, that is backwards feminism, whatever she's doing. Like she's like, oh, it's sexist to for girls to like wear skirts and like, I don't even know why she was mad, but like, it was terrible. She was being sexist herself when she was like, Manny, you, you shouldn't join cheerleading. I think she was also a tiny bit jealous. Like, I think that tied into it because Manny started to become friends with like other people. And then I think it just kind of built on her jealousy for that. That's true. I definitely felt that like when she was lurking in the um the, the practice. <laughs> And she was watching Manny like cheer. It's like, who cares? Let her have fun, girl. Go write for the newspaper. Yeah. Emma was definitely in the wrong in this entire episode. So I kind of hate how they kind of justified Emma a bit by having Paige be awful. Yeah, I didn't like it. I mean, now we can look back and see that she was definitely wrong. I feel like they wanted her to like kind of be right in a sense, but Paige being like, women can do this because we're women and like, it doesn't have to be for men kind of situation. I feel like it was kind of necessary to have something like that. I'm glad that the spirit squad kept going afterwards. For sure. But Paige wanted boys on the team. Is Did you... Did I hear oh, I meant, like, I think Emma was just like, oh, they only, like, dress up for boys or, like, they only do it for, like, attention. And, like, it's not very feminist of them. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I know there were boys on the team. That didn't, I don't okay. really know. Emma was, like, so off base. Yeah, which is why I hate how they justified her a little bit. Like, she does apologize to Manny at the end of the episode, but... I don't know, the fact that they had Paige kind of fit the stereotype. I don't know, Paige was always a bitch. Well, yeah, she was, but like, I just hated how Emma was right. <laughs> I guess, I don't know. I still don't think Emma was, I mean, Paige was all, had always been Paige. At that, by that point, if she all of a sudden was bitchy, a bitchy cheerleader, I would have been like, eh, too much. But I don't know. Yeah, I just I just felt so bad for Manny because she did not deserve any of that. No, Manny got thrown into some weird like circle for no reason. Yeah. And she was trying to do the right thing too. And then Paige is like, no. That was interesting. I was wondering if she would have ratted out Paige and Hazel or if she would have just said herself. She probably would have done all of them. Oh, nice. But like, honestly, it's worth it in the end because it starts the iconic rivalry of Manny versus Paige. Yes. Oh my God. When she was getting up in Paige's face, I was like, love this. 
Yes. Love it. It's always been a power struggle. Yes. And so. like, oh, I'm so excited to see them go at each other. It's so good. Uh. Uh. But overall, how do you feel about Manny and Emma's friendship, though? It's so hard for me to just judge based on this one season because I just know them for so long. I think that it makes it makes sense. Emma and Manny are like cute little seventh graders who are best friends and they like hang out and they do everything together. And when Manny starts to branch out is when Emma like freaks out. It just kind of makes sense. It's kind of similar to Claire and Allie when Allie wants to like join something, but like Claire is already like in all these clubs. I feel like it's pretty similar. For sure. I like them though. I think it's always fun. They're they're super pure. They're super pure in this season. And they're they're there for each other. Like Manny is the one who ends up saving Emma from the pedophile. And then like Emma does stand up for Manny against Paige a little bit, I guess. Even though Emma was still in the wrong. I will knock it over this. (laughs) But (laughs) yeah, they're definitely a good friendship here. Things fall apart, as we know but (laughs) I do love them yeah 10 out of 10 I think they're better than Toby and JT absolutely there's definitely more substance there okay so now for our main event Sean and Emma yay my favorite couple really they're your favorite they're definitely up there I think that they might be they're like a little less chaotic than Claire and Eli, so there's a little less mental illness going on. That's way too true. But yeah, this season for them is so fucking cute. I can't deal with it. I think that they dragged out their relationship perfectly over 15 episodes. It was done so well. Yeah, it was a it was a great buildup with like meeting at the dance. Like, I do still think that like Emma interrupting the fight with Jimmy was a little weird. <laughs> I really think it was because Radich was was right there. And then she like went up to him and was like, do you want to dance? Because like Radich was like coming. So that's why I think she just tried to save him from getting caught. I thought okay. it was weird that he was like so willing. Okay, I might need to rewatch it, but it, it still felt weird to me because I feel like Emma wouldn't want to get involved with something like that anyway, you know? Well, she thought Sean was cute. She saw him in class. Yeah. But, um, and he also cut her in line at the ticket thing. <laughs> wow. Relationship goals. <laughs> it's the little things. <laughs> but yeah, I love how like they worked well as friends before they got together. Like with Sean signing the petition. And like... I think they're together when he helps them out with the play or the the talent show. Like he's just so supportive of her. And like she is helping him to like get his shit together. So it's just so cute. I thought it was really cute when Toby was asking Emma to come and watch the movie and she invites Sean and Sean like looks at Toby and Toby gives him a look like don't fucking come. And Sean was like, all right, like, I won't go. But then Emma still ends up spending the night hanging out with him anyway. Are you kidding? Uh, poor Toby. (laughs) I love it. Because, like, he also goes, like, dumpster driving for her when she thinks she lost her wallet. And, like, he, he takes 
Spike taking pictures of them so well. It's so cute. I think that he's just, I want to say he's a good guy, but then we got to talk about him pushing her. Yeah. Here's the thing about Sean, at least for this season. He kind of wants to have the perception that he's a bad boy because like he kind of feels that he deserves to be a bad boy after like his history with deafening like one of his classmates last year or whatever but like he doesn't want to be that he just feels like that's what he deserves like Bianca yeah exactly like Bianca oh my god ah. And especially with him being held back too. Like he just feels, he has such low self-esteem about himself. And I hate that for him. I do too, but I love that he doesn't reject Emma's friendship. Mm -hmm. Like he really takes it and then it's so cute. And then he screws it up. I don't know. Yeah, but up until that point, he's really trying to do better for himself though. Like he's trying to study hard for his exam. And like, he's trying to be a better person. He's trying to just like be happy with Emma. But then it all comes crashing down when he thinks that he failed, even though he did he did well. Yeah, that was tough. I was trying to remember why he started the fight with Jimmy, but he was just in a pissy mood and Jimmy just happened to be there. Yeah, he was upset that he thought he failed the test and then Jimmy makes fun of him for being held back again. So it's kind of like a double whammy of feeling bad about being stupid. Right, right. Oh, poor bud. That's tough. But he also, oh, he should not have pushed Emma. She did everything right. She should have dumped him, like, at least for that time period. Because yeah. it's like, I know he didn't mean it, but he still did it. Yeah, like, when you see his face right after he does it, he's like, oh, shit, what have I done? I'm so stupid. Yeah, and he definitely deserved to be, like, I don't know. But he didn't do himself any favors by making out with Ashley after yeah like what the fuck was that like I could understand Ashley making out with him because she was high as fuck but like I still can't because she was still with Jimmy but Jimmy was pissing her off like all season yeah they'd been dating for eight months and <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll talk about that in our next episode but from Sean's perspective I think like I do wonder why he made out with her like he was just sad that Emma, like, he thought it was done with Emma for good because she ran out of the house, I guess. Yeah, and he seemed to have been making so many shitty decisions. He probably was just like, what's another one? Mm -hmm. it, it was super random, though, for sure. Yeah, that's the weirdest episode. That's, like, a weird crossover into their, like, friendships. I didn't really love it. Yeah, it's definitely an iconic episode, but weird for sure. <laughs> But yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to continue to see Sean's journey because he's really a great character. Like this is just the beginning for him where he has his low self-esteem and it gets better than worse again and then better and worse again. <laughs> it's like, oh Sean. Yeah, they're they're ranked really high in my in my couples. So I have to watch this again to make sure I'm not supporting some sort of abusive relationship. No, they're not. Okay. Like, like they're just, they're just this season, they're super cute middle school relationship. And Sean makes an awful mistake that he definitely deserved to get dumped for. But like, uh. I love it. I love a good 
cute little couple. Yes. Makes me happy. And him and Emma grow so much through the years. Oh, I can't. I know. It's so hard to talk about. Like, you just want to talk about the future for them. But we can't. They're in seventh grade. Yes. Like, the season ended so awfully for, like, everyone. <laughs> like, Sean feels bad about everything. Emma feels bad. Toby feels bad. Yeah, I think the only people walking away are Paige and Manny. But yeah. even Paige is mad because Ashley did E. <laughs> yeah Manny's just like why am I in this just let me just skip a few years ahead so I can wear my thong (laughs) yes I love it okay anything else for Emma I don't got anything all right we did it yes so this this was our first of two season one episodes this was the seventh graders and If you can guess, the next episode is about the eighth graders. Wow. So thanks for listening. We're very excited to start OG Degrassi, but not OG OG Degrassi, of course. (laughs) Thanks for listening and we'll see you again soon.